Hey, welcome to the Ghouls and Ghosts podcast. I'm your host, James. Let's get to it. <sighs> Let's see, what do we have up first here? Oh, yes. Here we go. Did y'all hear about this? Biden. President Joe Biden is planning a pledge that there will be sufficient vaccines for 300 million Americans by the end of the summer. Represents a bold, politically risky response to criticism. His pandemic plan lacks ambition. In effect, the president is putting a date of return of a semblance to normal life with no guarantee that he can deliver. Yeah, that's the, one of the problems I find with politicians as a whole. They usually make empty promises or promises that they can't deliver. And when they don't deliver, people get upset. Like, are you really surprised? 300 million Americans vaccinated by the end of the summer. For some reason, I don't believe that 300 million Americans will take the vaccine. I don't know. I just feel like the the conspiracy theory people are like, it's the mark of the beast. I'm like, yeah, it's not that. It's not that. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to take it or not, to be completely honest. Just for the fact that it was pushed out within a year, and we don't know the side effects yet. I'll probably wait for a year and see if there are any, like, harmful side effects. If people, like, I don't know, start turning into zombies or whatnot. I'm drinking a peach tea here. I haven't had this flavor before. It's the raspberry flavor. It's really good. I usually get the peach one whenever I drink these. Uh, this is an article I'm reading on CNN about the about the vaccines. He said he just purchased uh, two million vaccine doses. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Biden yet. You know, I, I know he's part of the system. In the in the same way, you know that Trump was, and they they don't care about us. Mm. Let me see if it delivers. I like this presidential address. I don't like what people are saying about it. The fact that it was the greatest presidential address of all time, and this was a wonderful presidential address. I'm like, name me one part. What do you remember? Sorry, I'm a little stopped up here. Uh, so one of the things I don't like is that the media, especially CNN, when I was watching CNN, they were all over Biden just praising him and Kamala, just like, oh, they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Uh, I don't buy it. I th- They're both part of the system. The thing that I don't understand is the fact that how she could just rip into him during the primaries and then they're all buddy-buddy now. Like, didn't she say that he was a rapist? I mean, mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but she definitely straight up called him a a rapist at at one point. Excuse me. I could have sworn she said that. 
But anyway, I definitely think he's a lot more presidential than than Trump. Like I said, I liked his I liked his inaugural speech. Um, but apparently they're talking about all kinds of things now about climate, jobs. Oh, that's also another thing that um that Biden just kind of screwed over on day one was the Keystone Pipeline. I remember. Okay, I need to finish my drink before I start the podcast. Jeez. And I got some on my screen. Dang it. Oh, that's going to be terrible. Um, I think Canada was getting mad at us. Oh, Canada. Canada, of all people, were getting mad at us because we canceled the Keystone Pipeline. I think, what, 50,000 jobs were impacted? I don't know. There's there's good and bad. The environment was impacted. That's that's one of the things I don't like about hardcore hardcore Republicans. They're just like, nope, the 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 environment's fine. Nothing's gonna happen. Like, no, the environment's not okay. Climate change it, it's 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 a big deal. It's a big deal. Like the Earth goes through seasons of stuff. Like you know, they're in an ice age. I think it was in the early 2000s they were saying we were going to have another ice age. Now we're now they're saying now they're saying we're we're going to all burn to death. And the, the 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 planet does go through changes. And I think trying to mitigate or stop that is a little arrogant on the part of of humans. I don't know. But that's just me. Alrighty. What else can we talk about? Oh! The Super Bowl. Who's playing in the Super Bowl? Super Bowl 2021 date. Here we go. Fox News is loading too slowly. Ah, uh, the Chiefs and the Buccaneers! Oh, this will be fun. I have to watch this. I never thought the Buccaneers would ever get here. Oh, but they got Tom Brady. That's right, Tom Brady. Ah, uh, old Tommy boy. I was scrolling through Instagram. I saw one of the, one of the ESPN news anchors was saying for years that Tom Brady was dated and that uh he was not fit to make it you know he was he was going to fall off back in 2017 he was saying he was going to fall off in a year or two and he kept saying that up until <laughs> last year where he said yeah i was wrong tom brady's not going anywhere it was funny i don't know i think i might pull for the buccaneers i don't i don't, I don't really have a dog in this fight i'm i'm a fan of the falcons oh god Ugh, the Falcons suck this year. They suck every year. That's sad because Georgia is like one of those high school football, you know, they, they produce star after star in high school and college football, but they can never win anything. It's sad. Or the professional team can't, at least. I know my high school did really well this year. The Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of people have a hype around the Kansas City Chiefs. That I don't really understand. 
Yeah, I guess their def. They, they keep talking about their defense, and you know, it's like, oh, it's so it's just great. It's great. Everything about Kansas City is great. Like, eh, is it? I don't really think so. I don't really think so. I really don't understand the hype. Hold on. Did the was it the Chiefs the Falcons played around Christmas? Falcons versus Chiefs. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. I was watching this game. I wish I'd make sure it was them and not the 49ers. I get their, I get their color schemes mixed up. <clears throat> Jeez. This is embarrassing. I remember watching this game. Around Christmas, I was like, oh, wow, Atlanta's actually going to win this. Atlanta's going to win this. You know, we may have a shot this year. You know, pull through in the playoffs. Nope. We were beating them, beating them, beating them. Oh, we're here. It was first quarter, nothing. Second quarter, 7-7. Seven, seven. Third quarter, nothing. First quarter, 7-10. Oh, yeah, I think they kicked that field goal. Yeah, well, now it's sad. Well, let me just look at the Atlanta Falcons. Let me see their schedule on who they're playing. It's the Atlanta all the way back to the September oh yeah yeah and that Seahawks game we were up and then oh wait no we were down sorry we're on, sorry I'm looking at the top thinking it's the Falcons no Oh, yeah, we didn't have a prayer at that game. The Cowboys. Oh, I think this is another game that we, we were ahead and we lost. Yep, yep. Oh, that's embarrassing. Ah, how do you blow a lead like that? You do a 20 in the first quarter, 9 in the second quarter, and then nothing in the third quarter. And then you finally get your junk together in the fourth quarter. But they beat you by a touchdown in terms of scoring. Ten and a touchdown. And then you end up with 40-39. That's sad. That is sad. And at this point, uh, it was our rematch. The Falcons, win, the Falcons beat the Vikings. Did they win anything? They won. How do you play the... Panthers twice. Win, win one, lose the other. That's sad. Oh, the Falcons beat the Raiders. <laughs> Blew them out of the water. Yeah, but the Raiders suck this year. And then we beat the Buccaneers. What in the world? I don't know. Atlanta is wildly inconsistent when, with its wins. It makes me upset. I believe, I believe Atlanta's bad luck really began the year they went to the Super Bowl. I think it was in ninth grade. And the day after the Super Bowl, I came in. We had a stand-in science teacher. It wasn't a substitute. He was like a long-term substitute. 
He was a Falcons fan. He came in the day after the Super Bowl. And he just had his head down. He told us, y'all relax. It's the day after the Super Bowl. I'm sad. <laughs> he just let us do whatever. That was depressing. But it seems like that's a, that's a trend with, with Atlanta. Like, you know, they're up, they're up. And then, you know, in the last two quarters, the other team comes back, you know, just chugging along. Oh, this tea is so good. I like these. Peace tea. Peace tea. You really can't find them in small towns. you got to go to, like, bigger cities to find them. The raspberry flavor. If you're listening, anybody in the audience, if you ever try peace tea, get the Arnold Palmer, the peach, and the raspberry. Arnold Palmer's blue, peach is orange, raspberry is like a pink red. I don't know. Oh, and the tabs are really cool. Oh, I didn't notice that. The tabs have like a little peace sign, a little two-finger piece up on them. Oh, that's cool. Oh! I might just start collecting those tabs. And what is this thing we used to do in elementary school? Collect the soda tabs for like the Ronald McDonald house or something like that? I don't know. It's depressing looking at these numbers. Another thing that's depressing is failed political campaigns. I'm in Georgia, so I see the Purdue and... Oh, what's the other lady? Uh, what's her name? Um, Kelly Leffler. Kelly Leffler. I see some of those people with those signs out and just think about, oh, God, that's sad. It's so sad. Not really. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so snotty today. It's the weather. It's raining where I'm at. It's cloudy with a chance of meatballs. No, but failed political campaigns are sad. It's, it's not as sad when it's like older people, incumbents who have been in politics for 20, 30 years. That's another thing I don't like. That's another thing I don't like. We need to have term limits for people in the Senate because, or pe and people in the House of Representatives because it's not fair. Those people are making, how much does the average politician make? I'm just going to look up how much does, how much does Ted Cruz make Ted Cruz net worth his net worth in 2018 was 3.2 million but it spiked in 2016 oh yeah it's because he was going to be the president and then Trump took that from everybody. So, what's the median Senate? Oh, he's above the median Senate. 1.7 million? Do you know what I could do with 1.7 million dollars? I could pay for my college, buy my house, pay off my parents' house. It'd be great. 1.7 million dollars. That's another thing that I wish. I could do is win the lottery. Win the lottery. But what would I do with that amount of money? Oh, I just said it. Uh, but what would I do with the leftover money? Invest? Start a business? I don't know. I don't know. 
I'm a stupid drama student. Uh, that's another thing. I went into drama as a drama student. A scenic design at the worst possible time. There is no work for me out there right now. Which is sad. It's sad because I really, really want to do that. Ah, jeez. Alrighty. Let's get to this advice segment. Bully from middle school was trying to message me on Insta six years later. This dude was an absolute a-hole to me. He would always mock me in front of everyone and basically made fun of... Made me have no friends from six... From grade six... Four grades... Seven, eight... Gosh, I can't read. He and his dad occasionally came to work... But I have no idea if either of them ever recognize me. I look a bit different than back then and work outside, so I'm covered up pretty good. I get a message request last night saying, Hey bro, how's life been since middle school? I have no idea what to do. I would completely ignore it with the possibility of running into him, but I don't know. I want to simultaneously hide and beat the guy over the head with a sledgehammer in terms of my feelings about them. Oh, Nate, you're back. What are you doing? Doing Oh. Say say hi, Nate. Hi. That's my roommate. Hey. Update. Because of the tone of the message, calling me bro and deliberately ringing up memories, I decided just to delete it and ignore it. I really don't need that emotional toll in my life right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's the smart thing to do. You don't know this guy. You don't know this person. I mean, they bullied you from 7th to 8th grade, but like... This person. Uh. Yeah, just, just, just delete it and move on from your life. It's one of the things, or, you know, there's always that possibility that, uh, that um, he could be trying to make things better. Which, which I can understand, but, I mean, you got a job, you're working, so maybe. Oh, that's the last of my drink, gone. Ugh. So maybe, maybe he's trying to reach out. I don't know. That's just one of those things that you have to roll the dice on and take a gander at. I don't know. Maybe some people. Some people have a change of heart, you know. And, and, and it's great, and it's all fun and dandy. And some of them just deliberately bring up, deliberately stay bullies. I don't know. It's one of those things, like I said, you have to roll the dice on. Girlfriend 16 is pregnant after my parents said that is the one thing for me not to do. Okay, let's read this. I'm 16 as well as my girlfriend. My parents are very strict. I'm talking. We can only stay in my room if the door is open and my brother is also in the room. Barely going to her house, etc. Well, after using a condom and being on birth and her being on birth control, by some miracle, she became pregnant. Hmm. Don't know if I believe this or not. I just recently formed a better bond with my parents, and I feel like if I tell them she's pregnant, it'll I'll ruin it. Oh yeah, I've been there before. Not the whole pregnant, but just getting close to your parents, and then you screwing up, and you telling them I had a ticket. 
I was getting really close with my parents and fixing our semi-fractured relationship. And I was very scared it was going to ruin it. My mother took it really well. My dad took it really well after showing me out. I don't know. Continuing. I just recently formed a better bond with my parents, and I feel like if I tell them I'm pregnant, I'll, I'll ruin it. One thing they made very clear and yelled at me about was to never get her pregnant until later in life. Well, you screwed up there, buddy. Now that it is happening, I'm starting to panic because my girlfriend needs to see pregnancy doctors, and neither of our parents know. I want to man up and tell them, but I'm willing to, and I'm willing to sacrifice my life and my. I'm willing to sacrifice my life. I think I'm trying to say it's saying my my kid. I think it was trying to say for my kid, but it's so scary. I have nowhere to go if I get kicked out. Well, how old are you? They won't even let me get a job. I need money to support my girlfriend and kid, and believe me, I do not want to. I do want a job, but they literally won't let me get one. How do I deal with this? How do I tell my parents? What if they don't accept me or my child? What if they hate my girlfriend? I rarely ask for help, but I seriously need help this time. Thanks. Um. Oh, here it is. It says I'm 16 years old with my girlfriend. Um. That's one of those things that you have to man up and just do it, dude. Yeah, you're going to get yelled at, but trust me, you'll be better for it. And if they're the type of parents that are going to yell at you, you know, I get probably get they're old-fashioned. They're old-fashioned people. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but my parents do the same thing. Or used to do the same thing. Um, when I had a girl over, it was always... Keep the door open. Don't go in the room. Or don't go in the room with the door closed. Or just don't go in the room at all. Um, and if they're old-fashioned, if you tell them, they're going to chew you out. They're going to be mad at you. But they're not going to love you any less. And they are probably going to go make you get a job. So, you have that. As for the hate my girlfriend part... Um, they're kind of stuck there, because they're now going to be grandparents, unless by some horrible misfortune accident, you lose the child, which, I pray that doesn't happen, because children are a beautiful thing. Um, but they, if they truly love you, they're not going to hate your girlfriend, because, if anything, they're going to get mad at you. Um, and they're not going to, they're not going to hate her, because... That's the mother of your kid right now. That's the mother of your child. Um, yeah, so I was just... This is one of the time you got to put on your big boy pants, big boy hat, big boy vest, and just man up and tell him. I would probably ease... I'd probably tell your dad and have him yell at you because dads are a little more agreeable sometimes and they understand, especially if, you, they, if you're a son. Um, what I would like to know is how her parents are going to take it. That would be what I would be very concerned about. I'd be very concerned about what her father has to say about you. Um, 
here we go. What else can we do? What else? Um, is it weird I cuddle my pillow and pretend it's a girl? I'm a guy who's 24. Okay, from there, mm, I can understand it. It's a little weird. I'm a guy who's 24, never been on a date or had a girlfriend. Okay. I'm not sure I ever will, but I wish I had a girl to care about and love. So what do I do? I cuddle my pillow at night and imagine it's a girl. I try to imagine how warm and sweet it would be to cuddle somebody that you love and care for. Does that make me weird? Um. Trying to make up my mind about this. I don't know. I, to some degree, I feel like everyone's cuddled with their pillows. Like, you know, you got, like, 18-year-old girls who still have stuffed animals but I don't think it's that weird I mean if it helps us if it helps you sleep at night yeah I don't think so not 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 that much at least now if it was like a body pillow of like a cutout person you know, like one of those anime body pillows you see awesome. eh, it may be a little weird that's one of the things that always strikes me as a little weird when people have those Cut out anime pillows. Ah! Sorry, I'm stretching here. The cut out body pillows. That's a whole industry in Japan, apparently. I don't know. Diverse. 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 Divorced, infertile, friendless, loss of career, incurable STD. Does it get any? Does it get easier? Feel like giving up? Yeah, that's depressing. Help! I'm six three, two hundred forty pounds. So I look at. So I took it like a champ. I was attacked, slapped by forty times by my wife and mother-in-law. Reason I told them I didn't feel comfortable with her watching my two-year-old baby girl after finding. Twenty Roxies in her purse. Roxies. What's a Roxy? Roxy's Oxycodone branded prescription opioid. Yeah, um, why'd you need 20 of them? I literally, I'm literally losing my freaking mind. I almost felt like I was in twilight zone over the past few weeks. Ready, set, go. My sister in law came over to watch my baby girl. When she arrived, she asked me to follow. Her up to the top of the hill so she didn't have to walk down. No problem. Right when we got back, my wife was standing at the door with a bag full of Roxy's. So obviously my sister-in-law got caught, but no. My sister-in-law got extremely... Got extremely defensive and yelled at my wife for looking. And she dipped outside to call someone. She came back in the house shortly after she exclaimed, I'm sending those to John tomorrow in the mail. She then called John again and put him on speakerphone, making sure that he reiterated that they were for him. My sister-in-law did her whole dumb, did her whole did her whole dumb feel bad for me because I'm pretty egocentric maniac. Grant. Oh, her whole dumb feel bad for me rant. Okay, I'm pretty egocentric maniac. Rant. My wife believed her. Yeah, that's one of those people that you have to clear. I cannot, that you have to steer clear of. I can already tell you that right now. She's crazy. My sister-in-law then decides to go on the offensive and attack my wife. Oh, my God, no. 
for looking in her purse. Mm. I have a question. Why was your sister going through her purse? Did she already know about this? I feel like the sister already knew about this and just needed evidence. To my amazement, my wife said, well, the only reason I did it was because someone told me that you were still using. Ah, there we go. It gets better. A few weeks pass, and my wife and I are both at my mother-in-law's house. I casually bring it up. Ex-nay. Ex-nay. That's not your business to bring up. As I thought it would be the right thing to do as a father, instead of a calm conversation, instead of a calm conversation, they both started screaming that she's not doing them. She was only sending them. Things got heated as I was not giving in. Eventually, my mother-in-law starts slapping my telling me on either side of my face okay that's one of those things that you have to draw the line there like like yeah you can tune out abroad if she's yelling at you two of them even but as soon as they start putting their hands on you that's when you're a big guy you're a big guy i forgot so oh you can't <laughs> because they may say that you attack them i get it that's one of those things that you just gotta Oh, your wife died, decided to hit you, too. Oh, yeah, you just got to get out of there, buddy. I'd say revisit the situation. And not don't revisit the situation. Just let it go. I never touched them back. I would never hit a girl, but a storm is certainly brewing. The caveat here is that my sister worked... Is that the sister worked in a strip club on and off for a few years, hasn't had a job in two years, and still gets her phone, insurance, credit card limit from her mother. How old's the sister? How should I handle this? It's been freaking with my head. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Dude, get out. Don't bother with it. The number one thing you can do in stuff like this, it's not my issue. Hands off. It's not my issue. Because as soon as you get involved, as soon as you get involved, you have so many issues. What I would do is bring it up, and if they hit you, what I would do is have like a little recorder on yourself, you know, just like put your phone in your boob pocket or something and record the conversation. If they start hitting you, take it to the police and then explain what's going on. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, wear a body cam or something like that. Or if you, if you truly, if you truly really want to, I don't know, there's two ways you could go about it. You could food body cam, you know, take it to the police, but that's all that extra work. Or you could just forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Mm. That's up to you, buddy. Alrighty. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. I was forcefully held down in high school and had pictures taken of my... It haunts me every day. This oh, oh my god, this is dark. I don't want to read this. That's depressing. <coughs> Should I quit my job if every day I, f I wake up feeling like I'm having an existential crisis just thinking about going to said job? An existential crisis, that's a mental thing. If you're having an existential crisis, you're a smart person. I would say go to therapy for that. Let me look up what an existential crisis is, because I'm not... Ex what? Existential... Existential crisis. 
Oh, yes. An existential crisis is external dread or moments when individual questions their lives have meaning, purpose, or value. Um... I can get why you would feel like that. But existential crises can often be avoided when you'd have someone... Hang let me read this. There's two things I'd like to know. How old are you and are you in a relationship? Because as soon as you get into a relationship... And you have something to work for. That's one of the things that that you can do if to avoid an existential crisis is find some purpose. Do something for yourself. Like if you're single, it'll be you know plan a trip, save for the trip, you know, and that makes things um, easier. Um, and that makes things easier to do. Um, You know, it, it, it gives you something to do. I was trying to look for the words there. It gives you something to do. And if you're in a relationship, you know, work to take the other person out on a date. You know, who, whoever that may be. You know, buy things for people. Um, not, I don't want to belittle your existential crisis because getting to the monotonous day in, day out, you know, office job, you know, doing the same thing over and over, it can get quite taxing. So I would say... I'd say, before you quit your job, really analyze it and see if there's anything left for you in it. Like, anything at all. Like a possibility of a promotion, different job position, and if none of that is there, quit. First of all, find a new job, because you need a steady source of income. Especially in this economy. <laughs> um, find, uh, keep, keep your job, look for a new one, and then if you, when you find one you like, leave it. Leave it for that one. Um, I don't usually have existential panics from from just when I'm lying in my bed at night. That's when I think a lot of people have their deep delve thoughts is right before they go to bed. Also, why is that? It's because we're alone. I feel like it's because we're alone and we have no one to talk to. And we just contemplate. Contemplate deep dark things in the recesses of our mind. For those of you listening to the podcast and who really want something, there's a great YouTube channel out there. It delves, it's a very, it's a little existential. Um, I think the YouTube channel is called The Pursuit of Wonder. Pursuit of Wonder YouTube. Yeah, and they cover a different, a different, um, a wide range of, um, things are about um, 10 to 15 minute um, 10 to, I wouldn't say, I'd say 10 to 20 minute uh, video essays um, like, like one of them is the last thing you'll remember the one thought that can change you forever or, why do we live for no real reason, real is in parentheses and talks about nihilism and uh, what is it hold on, here we go, nihilism and Oh, the philosophy of email. Kioran, C I O R A N. C I O R A N. As a Romanian philosopher, um, is this guy a fascist too? 
Ah, free technique, Um, Pronunciation. Here we go. How to pronounce a meal coron? Ah, whatever. Oh, Emil Choron. Emil Choron. That's that's how they say this, apparently. But yeah, and uh, they talk about nihilism, and I think nihilism is is a part of existentialism. You know, and nihilism. You don't believe in anything, even nihilism itself. And I think that kind of um, that kind of sparks existentialism. Um, that's why that's why I have religion. That's why I have religion. Uh, I believe in a higher power. I said, um, I believe in a higher power, and that saves me from existential dread. I put my faith in something that's above myself. I think when it's something intrinsic, intrinsic to humanity, is wanting to believe in something higher than yourself, wanting to give your life over to something that's greater than you. Because I think in the back of every mind's mind, everyone's mind. I know with myself included. Um, I feel like I'm so small from time to time. I feel like I'm very small. And it's it's kind of depressing a little bit. Um, I feel like I'm small and I have no real impact. And, you know, nothing I do is going to last. But, you know, give yourself over to a higher power. Um, it kind of saves you from all that. So. Yeah. Alrighty, I think that'll be it for this week. Next week, uh, we'll talk about some issues. Um, if all works out, we'll have a couple of people on the Ghouls and Ghosts podcast. I'm a ghoul, they're a ghost, they disappear every week. Um, yeah, have a safe trip, everybody, uh, if you're listening while you're commuting. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. If you're just listening and sitting, and um, if you're in college like me, go study, go do your work. Don't mean to nag you there. Um, oh, also, um, before I forget, um, go buy the Peace Tees. They're really good. I like them. This is not a promotion or anything for them. I, I just really do like them. I wish more people would have them because I can't find them in my hometown. Ugh. And, uh, if people, um, if, hopefully if I get the word out there enough, you know, I'm gonna sponsorship, um, I'm gonna sponsorship, and, uh, hopefully I'll be able to find them in my hometown when enough people talk about them. Alrighty, I'll see y'all next week. Bye!